Praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. Daddy, we bless you tonight and we praise you. We give you all the glory, honor, and praise, my Father. Precious Father, please have your way tonight. Speak to us, Father. O Lord, let your children hear you, Father, not me, O Lord. And let your name be glorified. Let your word come to us to order our steps, to correct us, Lord, to rebuke us, Lord, to cleanse us, Lord, to uphold us, Lord, to direct us, Lord, to heal us, to comfort us, Lord, to manifest all that is in the word in our lives. We pray this, my Father, in Jesus' precious name, amen. Praise the Lord, beloved. Uh, Brother Joshua here again by the abundant mercies of God. We are still speaking on Babylon and on the subtopic of Babylon wants to be your friend. Babylon wants to be your friend. I will pick up uh, from where we stopped the last time we were saying I believe it was Proverbs 12 and 5 the thoughts of the righteous are right but the counsels of the wicked are deceit uh, we spoke about Ammon's friend Jonadab uh, that is a Babylonian friend and we surmise and I will just continue with that beloved your deceitful Babylonian friend is actually a wicked friend friend in quote uh, Babylon wants to be your friend Babylon wants to introduce encourage in fact facilitate prop up or in one way or another cause sin to perpetuate in your life yes 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 a Babylonian friend will not encourage you to walk in the ways of righteousness do not forget Babylon is the mother of abominations and harlots of the earth and with Babylon the Bible says that all the inhabitants of the earth, the kings of the earth, uh, they have had intercourse with her. They have had intersections with her. They have they have met her at one place or another, and that is what uh, a Babylonian friend wants to perpetuate. Again, one of the key attributes of 
Babylon is operation by deception, by deceit. Uh, we saw that in the snake dealing with Eve. The Bible says Eve was deceived. That is one of the core methods of Babylon. And um, we see, for example, in Second Timothy 3 and 13, the Bible says, But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. Uh, one of the things, one of the methods of Babylon is to introduce a person to that arena of deception so that the person becomes not just infected but be an unknowing unwitting carrier of the infection mm -hmm. you know how uh, somebody can be the carrier of a of a pathogen of a virus or a bacteria and you do not necessarily see the symptoms on them yeah 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 uh, 2 Timothy 3.13, let me read it again. But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. They have been deceived by Babylon. Babylon is using them to deceive others while they themselves are still being deceived. God have mercy on us. God have mercy on us. And it boils back to what Romans 7 and 11 says, For sin, taking occasion by the commandment, deceived me, and by it slew me. Hebrew puts it this way, Hebrews 3 and 13. Hebrews 3 and 13. Uh, but exhort one another daily while it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. Yeah, the first one we read was Romans 7 and 11. That sin can deceive a person and after deceiving the person we kill the person and Hebrews concourse Hebrews 3 and 13 says you can actually get hardened through the deceitfulness of sin the sin comes in when it's introduced in it deceives the person to believe that its sin is harmless. And the person gets hardened, gets entrenched in their way of sin, not to look at sin as sin. That's what Babylon does. Uh, the Babylonian friend wants to entrench sin in a person, wants to introduce, encourage, uh, facilitate water it and put manure and fertilizer on sin in a person's life because Babylon beloved cannot be a true friend Babylon is a false friend Babylon wants the destruction of God's children Babylon wants to do three things because it's from the kingdom of darkness to steal, kill, and destroy. That has never changed. That will not change. And like we said, 
one of the major ways it does that is by deceit. Babylon can make you think, oh, my dear friend, why are you suffering like this? You know, you're a Christian. You should have had this or this by now. You should have done this and that by now. Hey, let me show you how to get this and that. Let me show you a faster way. Mm-hmm. It's deceitful, beloved. That's a Babylonian way that this Babylonian friend wants to introduce to you. And let me tell you something also, beloved. The way of Babylon works. Now, I didn't say it works forever, but it works on the short term. It works. But that working leads to damnation. Remember the story we read that Jesus told us about the unjust servant. Uh, This details the story of a person walking with a Babylonian mindset. Luke 16 verse 1, There was a certain rich man who had a steward and was accused that he wasted his goods. And he called him and said, How is it that I hear this of you? Give an account. Basically, there was a rich man. He had a servant. And he heard that his servant was wasting his stuff. And the a rich man got angry and says, Look, give me an account. What, what is the state of my goods? Give me an account because I'm going to fire you. But the steward said within himself, verse 3, he didn't say he was sorry. He didn't ask for mercy. He didn't own up to what he did. He, he didn't deny the accusation that his master heard. None of that stuff. His whole entire goal was, hey, I got to watch out for myself um, and handle my business. So in verse 3, Luke 16, 3, he said, I can't dig, I can't beg. I'm too ashamed for that. So when he fires me, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to do this so that um, I'll get uh, people that will love me and like me on Facebook and receive me in their houses so I won't be homeless. Verse 5, Luke 16, 5. So he called every one of his Lord's debtors and said unto the first, how much do you owe my Lord? He said, I owe him a hundred uh, measures of oil. He said, here's a bill, here's your receipt. Write 50 down quickly and I'll come to sign it. You sign it and I'll come to sign it. And that's the, because as the rich man's servant, he had the authority as his agent to bind his master in a written document. So if you have an agent and the agent signs uh, an agreement with his debtor and says, hey, yes, uh, this guy owes me 50 uh, 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 gallons of oil, not 100, that's it. Because the steward is the rich man's agent. And he has connived with a crooked debtor and they've come up with a false statement pertaining to how much is owed. It's Babylonian thinking. And it works. And he called, he said to this to another, Luke 16, 7, how much uh, do you owe my master? The guy says 100. Say, hey, take your bill, write down 80. 
and verse 8 of Luke 16, the Lord commanded the unjust steward, say he has done wisely. Mm-hmm. Then the Lord now says, verse 9, Luke 16, 9, and I say unto you, make to yourself friends of the mammon of unrighteousness that when you fail, they may receive you into everlasting habitations. What does that mean? Uh, oh, Babylonian steward, you are going to fail. It says, let me read that again. Verse 9, make to yourself friends of the mammon of righteousness that when you fail, it's not a question of if you will fail, it's just a matter of time. You will fail. So, the Babylonian method works, but it works for a season. And when that season is over, it's a shipwreck, beloved. It's an absolute wreckage. There's no salvage. Absolute wreckage. Because the Bible says, Luke 16, 9, they may receive you into everlasting habitations. Uh everlasting habitations meaning this is a habitation of permanent dwelling you know what that is it's either heaven or hell mm-hmm. everlasting habitations so your Babylonian friend if you let them befriend you beloved is actually actually trying to con conscript you into everlasting habitations with him. Because, let me read verse 9 again, Luke 16, 9. Make to yourself friends of mammon of unrighteousness, that when you fail, they may receive you into everlasting habitations. You see, this friendship here between the unjust servant and the crooked debtors is they are making unrighteous money. Uh, mammon of unrighteousness. That's what they are transacting in because it is not theirs. They are both cheating out the rich man from his goods. Mm -hmm. So they are going to be receiving Apparently, the debtors are going to go first. I don't know if they are, I don't know why that is, but, but they are going to be there receiving the unjust steward when he's done with his life here too. They'll be together. And they'll be friends in hell, beloved. Beloved, that's why the scriptures warn us about certain things so that we will not fall prey to the deception of Babylon because of our current dire situation. You know, people may be passing through hard places in life, but do not, do not take Babylonian counsel. Do not let Babylon befriend you and give you advice that you regret later. 
So 1 Corinthians 15, 19 says, for example, if in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. If, if, if you only hope in, in, in Christ, it's in this life. You, you have to get your Lamborghini, get your 10-story house, uh, get your yacht, get your bling, get whatever else floats your boat, beloved. I don't know, whatever it is. 10-piece suit, 3-piece suit, whatever. Italian shoes, whatever. I, I, I don't know what you like. I'm just saying. Buffet every day. I don't know, beloved. But what I'm saying, First Corinthians 15, 19 tells us that if you think and you want to have all that fulfilled in this life, beloved, you're going to be miserable. God can fulfill all of them in this life. Oh, that's easy. Oh, that's easy, beloved. He did that for Solomon. That's easy. You have a desire? Yep. There's enough resources for that. Uh, but, beloved, Solomon did not end well. But let me leave that alone. I think we've talked about that before. If, if you are living as a Christian, the Bible lets us know there will be persecution from that. So if Babylon is coming with counsel uh, for you to walk the Babylonian path, beloved, there's danger in that because Babylon is working by deceit, beloved. It's working deceitfully. Deceitfully. Uh, let, 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 me, let me leave that alone. I, I pray the Lord we convey and transmit what he's trying to say. I have this feeling I'm not saying it right. Lord, please help me. Lord, please help me. Psalm 101 verse 7, the Bible says, He that walketh deceit shall not dwell in my house. He that telleth lies shall not tarry in my sight. Beloved, Babylon comes with deceit. And when you buy into that, you will not know when you are being used as a conduit to deceive others because you too are being deceived. Mm-hmm. We already read that. We already read that. I read that in the beginning. Second Timothy three thirteen. But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. If you let Babylon be your friend, beloved, he will make you a Babylonian friend to somebody else. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because the whole script, the whole concept is to deceive and be deceived. Don't forget, Babylon the harlot, Babylon the whore, I should say, the Bible says is the mother of harlots. Those two names are interchangeable, whore and a harlot. So Babylon is not satisfied as a whore, Revelation 17, to commit whoredom, 
but produces other mini whores, harlots, to make the contamination of the earth faster. Beloved, if one person can make 10 pancakes per hour, and that one person is working 10 hours, they'll make 100 pancakes. But if that one person can make 10 kids that can make pancakes, and each one can make 10 pancakes an hour, you now have 11 people, including the original pancake maker, making 10 pancakes an hour. That's 110 pancakes an hour. So at the end of 10 hours, uh, they will have 1,100 pancakes. I hope you get a get a picture. I'm sorry. I know it's, it's basic for some of you, but please forgive me. Try to speak uh, the way I can understand it. So um, the, the whole idea, beloved, is to make a child of God to be deceived and use that child of God as a conduit to deceive others. So if they can have a pastor to be deceived, Lord help me. It takes one Babylonian friend attached to a man of God or woman of God and have them deceived so that through that vessel they can spew deception on the congregation. Uh, Lord help us. Lord help us. Lord help us. Proverbs 26 verse 24 to 26. Proverbs 26. The Bible says, He that hateth disassembleth with his lips and layeth up deceit within him. When he speaketh fair, believe him not, for there are seven abominations in his heart. Mm-hmm. So the person that is deceiving the Babylonian friend has abominations, seven, stored up in their heart. You can't see it. But he's speaking fair, speaking right, he's speaking nice. But there are seven abominations in his heart. And don't forget now, don't forget Revelation 17.5. Babylon the great, the mother of harlots and the mother of abominations of the earth. So that friend that has those seven abominations in his heart is a child of Babylon. The same Proverbs 26, I read verse 26 now, Proverbs 26, 26, whose hatred is covered by deceit. I can't overemphasize it, beloved. One of the ways Babylon works is by deceit. Babylon that wants to be your friend. You think he's the best friend that happened since whatever. But Babylon operates by deceit. By deceit. Beloved, don't let Babylon be your friend. Don't let Babylon be your friend, beloved. Because Proverbs 3.33 says the curse of the Lord is in the house of the wicked. But he blessed the habitation of the just. Beloved, when that curse, because a Babylonian friend like we have, we have established, is wicked. Let me read that again. Proverbs 26, 
24 to 26. Forgive me, I need to read it again. He that hated this assembly with his lips and layeth up deceit within him. When he speaketh fair, he believed him not, for there are seven abominations in his heart, whose hatred is covered by deceit. His wickedness shall be showed before the whole congregation. Beloved, it takes God to unveil the wickedness of a Babylonian friend. It's wicked. It's wicked. It's wickedness. Jonadab, Amnon's friend, is wickedness for him to give his cousin a script, a playbook for his cousin to assault and rape his own sister. That's wickedness, beloved. What kind of friend is that? That's an abomination on several levels. On several levels. You assault a woman, are you serious? That's an abomination. Your sister, are you serious, serious? On another level. So Proverbs 26, 26 says, whose hatred is covered by deceit, his wickedness shall be showed before the whole congregation. Now, Proverbs 3.33 says, the curse of the Lord is in the house of the wicked. What does that mean? It means every Babylonian friend has a curse hanging on their head. And that curse will deploy only God knows when. But when it does, beloved, you shouldn't be in his house because that thing would deploy in his house. Read it again. The curse of the Lord is in the house of the wicked. It's there. Once the script runs, it'll be too late if you're there. Okay, that's what happened in Genesis 19. Uh, Lot um, in Sodom and Gomorrah. The Bible says, or the Bible lets us know that judgment was coming. That was a curse coming to, to deploy in that city because of their abominations. Again, a product of Babylon that they were carrying out. The abominations that was going on there. And the Bible says, uh, Genesis 19:15. And when the morning arose, then the angels hastened Lot, saying, Arise, take your wife, take your two daughters which are here, lest thou be consumed in the iniquity of the city. He says, Look, if you don't get out when this curse deploys, you're going to be consumed with it. So, beloved, don't be friends with Babylon because when their judgment comes, why should you be slain? Why should you be impacted with their judgment? Why? Why, beloved? Because their judgment will come. It will come. Jeremiah 9, Jeremiah 9, verse 4 to verse 6, the Bible says, Take heed everyone to his neighbor, and trust ye not 
in any brother. For every brother we, sh we utterly supplant, and every neighbor we walk with slanders, and they will deceive everyone's neighbor and will not speak the truth. They have taught their tongues to speak lies and worry themselves to commit iniquity. Thine habitation is in the midst of deceit. Through deceit, they refuse to know me, saith the Lord. Beloved, Babylon wants to be your friend. It takes God's grace, God's discernment to be able to fish out a Babylonian assignment upon your life because Babylon is gone in for one thing, for the precious life. We've read that before from the book of Proverbs. Babylon is gone in for one thing, is to effectuate the purposes of the kingdom of darkness, to steal, kill, and destroy. Babylon is gone in for one thing, to deceive and use you as an agent of deception. Ah, my father, I pray today that every Babylonian assignment in our lives be frustrated, Father, by your grace and mercy, that your fire shall expose them, Father. And as the scripture says, Father, because you have not planted them in our lives, Father, let them all be uprooted in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Red.